brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Welcome to the Over and Back Classic NBA Podcast. I am Jason, and with me as usual is Rich. Hello, Rich. What is going on? Not a whole lot. We are on the precipice of a new NBA season. The 2020 season coming soon. We're already in the preseason. Things are happening. There's, you know, people are getting mad in China, and um, things are getting awkward there. So, um you know, that's happening and we are not going to talk about that because, you know, it's it's new and it's recent and, and there's not really much historical parallels to bring to that because things haven't gotten quite that weird uh, internationally that I'm aware of in NBA history. If, if anyone wants to correct us, feel free to let us know. But I, as far as I know, I think we're kind of on new ground there. Yeah, I don't think NBA has really caused many international incidents uh, <laughs> throughout their history. Mostly, mostly, you know, some domestic issues here and there. But yeah, yeah. they are uh, weirdly at the forefront of the world. So much so that I have my mom and my wife and being like, hey, what's this Daryl Morey th- oh, situation? Yeah. Who's right. this Daryl Morey guy? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yep, it's, yep. yep, everybody knows about it now. Because it's like everybody that's like, hey, you know things about basketball. Tell me about this Daryl Morey thing. And I'm right. like, oh, yeah. God. So I've had to like explain it yeah. six or seven different times. And, and now I'm at a point now where I'm a little kind of confused with what's so yeah it, it is i have a feeling if we are doing the show uh in, in you know a decade's time we will maybe go back and look at this sure, there you go uh, this moment but yeah it's no fun right now it's still kind of moving no. it's still kind of happening it's well it might not be fun even 10 years from now no. uh, either it'll never be fun because it's no. not very fun topic at all but uh today we have fun topics though we do Good topics fun you know interesting ones to talk about the season to get us ready yes absolutely we are going to talk about uh some records that were broken in the previous season records that are being threatened in the uh in the upcoming season, uh, some you know a few uh, milestones here or there that are likely to be crossed or have been crossed. So, uh, want to just kind of yeah you know, take a little look at that, a little look at some different players who are who have made history recently that may have just kind of been overlooked in you know the uh, the glut of the season and uh, and things that you know we'll be we'll be tracking as we move on throughout the season. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a t- uh, you know a column that I had usually I think for the past three or four years I had written for the fansided.com. Uh, NBA preview, which just launched uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be up uh, and ready to go. And you guys should definitely check that out. Like we don't do as much of the written end anymore. You and I've gotten pretty busy with other stuff and and life and work and all that other uh, stuff, but uh, they do a tremendous job though. Each year fansided.com uh, had to, you know, by Ian Levy on the NBA side uh, with the NBA preview is just always awesome stuff. And, and yeah, this has been previously uh, a written column, but now we're going to do it for audio purposes. So it'll be a lot of fun to, to kind of check that out. But if you ever do want to go back and, and look, I should check my work to see how often like the ones I'm like, hey, this will probably get broken. Like how many of those actually did get broken? But uh, the best way to do this, though, let's go with last year. So now we kind of we, we, that's in the rear view. Last year's gone. We're past it. But let's go back and look at it because it is history now to kind of yeah. take a look at some of the fun records that sort of were broken or some sort of fun streaks and accolades and whatnot. And I think the first thing that we have to start with is three-point records. Obviously, last year was insane for threes. Just absolutely insane for threes. But until you realize that some of these records that were broken, it, it's hard to fathom just how ridiculous they were. So here's here's a few ones to kind of get us started. Uh, most three-point field goals in a game 
14. Clay Thompson did that uh, October 29th, uh, 2018 against the Chicago Bulls. I uh, did not attend that game. I was supposed to go, but then something happened and I ended up having to switch the tickets to another game or whatever. I kind of wish I did because, you know, that, that'd be history. You know, anytime you're there uh, for, for NBA history is good. But uh, yeah, that was what appeared to be a, 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 an effort by the Warriors to ensure that Clay Thompson set some sort of NBA record because they were feeding him. It's like a fast break and guys would stop. And the Bulls were, you know, pretty pathetic defense. So it was obvious that there was like, hey, look, yeah, we can score a lot of points against uh, the Bulls. So let's see what we can do. I think Clay was on pace for some ungodly number and they took him out in the third quarter and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, uh, 14. Uh, by him most three-pointers attempted in a game 24 by clay thompson on the exact same day as well so he was 14 uh, of 24 uh that day most consecutive three-point field goals in a game was also clay thompson but a different game january 21st 2019 so most consecutive three-point you know field goals made in a game was 10 so he made 10 straight threes in a game it's pretty good uh breaking ty lawson's previous record i would have never ty lawson, expected yes. ty lawson to hit 10 consecutive i i can't i don't i wouldn't believe ty lawson to hit 10 consecutive any field goals let no. alone three-point field no because he was not really the most efficient score that's why uh you know you don't see ty lawson in the nba anymore but uh yeah i was surprised that he had 10 Consecutive three-point game uh, uh, in in a game in 2011, um, and then this one, Jason. I, I just I this one's hard to wrap my head around. Most three-point field goals attempted in a single season. James Harden with 1,028. Now the number by itself is like, all right, whatever. Who cares? All you have to know: the previous high, the previous high was in 2015, 2016 by Steph Curry, one of the all-time great three-point shooting, all-time great shooting years of all time with Steph Curry, 2015, 2016. He shot 886. James Harden shot 1,028 three-pointers last year. That is ridiculous. That's a large amount. That, that, <laughs> that yeah, I that, that's you know more than 20 percent. Well, not quite more than 20 percent, but that's that's more than 100. That's that's almost 150 more three-pointers that James Harden shot that than Steph Curry did. You know, and and again, yeah, that that's that's obliterating a record which already was obliterating a a previous record. I mean, yeah, we're obviously we're we're getting nuts here. I was trying to quickly look up the increase in the total number of three pointers that have been shot over the uh, past few seasons because I know it's it's jumped a lot. Obviously, um, we'll have to, I, I couldn't find that off offhand, so we'll have to dig into that one later. But um, yeah, I mean, you if you look at you know one thousand twenty eight three pointers in a season attempted by James Harden. Take a look at this list of Hall of Famers in the three-point era who have less than 1,028 career three-pointers made. Joe Dumars, Scottie Pippen, John Stockton, Clyde Drexler, Chris Mullen, Dominic Wilkins, Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, Drazen Petrovic, and Grant Hill. And a lot of those guys known for shooting a decent number of three-pointers in in their time. And and most of those guys played in that, you know, like that 95 to 98 spike when three-pointers, you know, jumped a whole lot, you know, um, for the shorter three-point line and just kind of the emerging awareness that three-pointer was a um, was a bigger weapon, even though it obviously uh, you know, didn't take off until, uh, you know, to the heights it did now until, you know, the last decade or so. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a pretty remarkable list there, and 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 those are guys that yeah have 
made less <laughs> than James Harden did, you know, just, just, you know, attempted in the last year, which is, you know, just an interesting way to kind of look at it. And, and, and you're right. Like, I mean, there's a lot of other guys that are on this list too, but a lot of other guys aren't well known for, for, you know, being good shooters, but you know, somebody like a Larry Bird, you would assume, okay, well he, he's probably, you know, on the list. And, and yeah, he was for his time. Larry Bird was a fantastic three point shooter, a volume three point shooter. You know, even Charles Barkley guys kind of forget him. And he was, he was a guy who, who would, you know, be known to launch some three pointers here and there. Grant Hill, a guy in his era was known as a good sort of outside shooter and, and yeah they all just pale in comparison to to what you know James Harden did in terms of attempts last year it's just absolutely insane absolutely insane what he was able to do last year and uh I I can't say I mean we're gonna you know talk about this you know for next year and and and, and records that are gonna be broken this next year I mean I guess there's probably a pretty good chance that, that you know that that he's not gonna. I, I don't know. It, like I, I guess you know. I guess with Russell Westbrook, you could assume that maybe he's not gonna have as many as he had. But who's to say that there's not somebody else that's out there that's gonna have just as many or whatever? I mean, this is this is a record that I don't see. I don't see it going back to the days of of, of you know 1997 anymore. I don't see it going back to the days of 2002. Can it increase over this? I mean, this may have been the absolute peak, but. I don't know. I mean, would you bet against that? I, I would absolutely not bet against that. No, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, at some point, I guess it's obviously going to have to stop, um, you know, going up at some point it's going to peak, but, um, you know, there's no reason for it, at least right now with the incentives the way they are in the NBA with the, just, you know, the, obviously the more three pointers you shoot, the more you get to the rim, the better offense that you're going to have in most situations. Um, Obviously, that doesn't hold true for everybody, but obviously the best team, the, the teams that do that effectively tend to win the most. And that's obviously what's going to drive the incentives here. So let's say move three point line back or do something else to change that incentive. I don't I don't see it. You know, I don't think it's going to increase as rapidly, but obviously this was a, a pretty huge jump from the prior season. And some of the other increases were more incremental, but I don't see it going down anytime soon, at least not significantly. Right, yeah, and, and a few other uh, you know little numbers here. Uh, three point attempts in their career. Some of those same guys: Magic Johnson, uh, one thousand seventy four career attempts. So James Harden right on the cusp of Magic Johnson's entire career output from three point. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, one thousand three hundred and seventy three. So James Harden a little you know, three hundred under that just last year. Larry Bird seventeen uh, twenty seven. So again, you know seven hundred threes away from Larry Bird. I mean, essentially. Again, this is Larry Bird's entire career. That's James Harden in one season. Uh, Michael Jordan, seventeen seventy eight as well. So just a little bit over Larry Bird, but yeah, James Harden basically having the entire career three point outputs that uh, a lot of Hall Famers have. So that's uh, an interesting one there. Uh, most three point field goals missed in a game sixteen by uh, James Harden. Makes sixteen threes 16. in a game. Yes, yeah, that's quite a lot of threes to miss. I did that on January thirteenth, uh, two thousand nineteen. Uh, most three point field goals missed in a season. Jason, I bet you can guess who this is. It's James Harden yes. at six hundred and fifty missed three pointers, which hey, when when you're making though, know, that's not a bad percentage though for old James. And yeah, he's averaging what thirty six a game or whatever. So uh, I, I suppose you would take it. But uh, yeah, we've uh, the record books have been uh, pretty much completely thrown out for those. And uh, one more fun thing here: most three pointers in the first three NBA seasons of a, of a person's career. Buddy Heald, which is an interesting one, at six zero two. And now Buddy Heald, when he came into the league, one of the issues was, well, this guy can't shoot threes. You know, what's he going to be able to do? How you know he's not a good long range shooter. Uh, he's become a pretty good long range shooter. He's um, so he's taken a lot more long range shots. Uh, but I thought this was an interesting little nugget about this uh, this record. Is the previous record was five ninety nine by Damian Lillard. Uh, so Lillard had hit around two hundred each of his first three seasons, whereas Heald hit two hundred and seventy eight in his third year alone. 
So Buddy Heald, after two years, was nowhere near Damian Lillard. He just so happened to hit, you know, 278 three-pointers last year to vault himself up and now have the all-time record for uh, early career uh, three-pointers made. So Yes. By the way, the first player to uh, shoot um, – c- can you guess the, the, the first player to shoot uh, 16 three-pointers in one game? Oh, man. Um, it's got to be some, like – Bad chucking team. I'm imagining it's it, but it's not the it's not the Nuggets. Is it? Is it? A, is it a '96 Mav? No, it is before then. Although a '96 Mav did do did do so. Yes. Um, oh, nice. Damn. Okay, so it's before that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, is it Mitch you Richmond? The, you were on the right track uh, earlier when what you initially dismissed. So. Oh, it's a, is it Alex English or no? Uh, it's got to be no. Michael Fat Lever. Fat Lever. Michael Adams. Michael Adams, there we go. Yes, he did it twice in the uh, 91 season for the uh, Nuggets. So, uh, inclu- See, I thought that team didn't like three-pointers, but I guess, well, he did it on that night. So that's- yeah, he did. Yeah, Alex English shot like like 10 three-pointers in his career or something ridiculous like that. Like it, this, of course, he was already gone by then. This was um, Right, right. Yeah, I guess this is that yeah. next era. Yeah, I'm thinking that other era where it's like you thought that because they scored 178. That you're like, oh man, they're probably launching. And then you watch them, and they're just like taking, you know, twelve yeah. footers the they, entire game. Yeah, they never. They're just not playing defense right. and running as fast as possible. Right. But uh, yeah, you assume because you're like, well, 170. There had to be a ton. And then like Alex English, literally, like you said, never took three pointers. And you're like, wow, they would have scored 200 if they just uh, had used the three point line. But yeah, yeah. So fun times. Um, yes. So looking at some of the team accomplishments when it comes to three pointers, uh, the most. Three-point field goals in a game by a team was the Houston Rockets, uh, April 7th, 2019. Uh, The most three-pointers made by both teams was 43, a combined effort from the Golden State Warriors and the New Orleans Pelicans, January 16th. Um, Most three-pointers attempted in a game by a team was 70 by the Houston Rockets on the same night as the the Warriors versus Pelicans. A lot of uh, history made on, uh, on that day. Uh, the Rockets also had a game that year with 68 attempts. So uh, prior to this, the record was 61, also held by the Rockets in 2016. Um, if you want to put this in perspective a little bit, the uh, the high prior to the year 2000, um, from, of course, the beginning of the three-point era in 1980, was just 49 by the 96 uh, Dallas Mavericks. So Jordan McLeod gunning right there, you know, uh, definitely going for <laughs> right. some. Yes. Yeah, but if you look at the record books in terms of like most three point field goals attempted in a game, if you go to basketball reference, do a play index or whatever, you're clicking next page a long time until you get anywhere that's not 2019, 2018, 2017, or 2016. You're just clicking, clicking, clicking. I mean, it is, it is, the, the gap is so far. And, and it's like, you know, I went back to the 2000s because like it's not even, it's not even the go. I mean, the early 2000s, even the, even the good Suns teams, even the fast, you know, run and gun Suns teams were just not taking threes at this level. Even the Don Nelson Mavericks teams were just not taking threes on these levels. It's just unprecedented what we saw, you know, or what we've been seeing uh, last four years in terms of records. I mean, the record books have just been completely decimated uh, these last few years in terms of three-point records. And yes, the most uh, three-pointers attempted by both teams was uh, 106 by the Houston Rockets and the Brooklyn Nets. This was the same uh, January 16th game where the Rockets attempted 73 pointers. So that which uh, someone was in the water that day. Everyone yeah. was just like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to shoot a shit ton of threes. Yes. I mean, I guess it was just the NBA last year. But uh, yeah, something kind of came together where, yeah, most three pointers made on January 16th and the most three pointers attempted were both on January 16th. So go them. Go uh, January 16th for some reason. Uh, we should mention as well, I do want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Bug Bog on Reddit. He compiled a lot of this list. I was able to find 
uh, list here. I was, I was able to add some stuff of my own too, but uh, he, he, uh, he or she, I'm not entirely positive what bug bog is, but uh, uh, they uh, compiled a very good list here. Uh, so just want to give them some credits in case, you know, they might listen to the show and say, well, geez, I came up with, I, you know, I had a lot of these and these guys are just reading them, you know, word for word. But uh, no, we, we added a, some other ones to this as well. But yeah, a little bit of a shout out there. Yes. Th- thank you, bug bog. Um, Yes, so looking at a few other records, um, we have uh, we have some triple double records from none other than Russell Westbrook, of course, uh, the Mister Triple Double for the last three seasons, averaging a triple double uh, for the entire season, and um, he set some records uh, as as we mentioned, of course, one of them being the fact that um, he has set the most consecutive seasons averaging a triple double with three. Uh, no one had done it more than once, of course, Ask Robertson. Um, uh, it'll be interesting to see that the one Oscar Robertson record that um, I don't believe that um, Westbrook would have beaten is is holding that for because because Robertson famously did it uh, for if you average his totals over five seasons he had triple double over then if you average Westbrook's over the past five season he's just just shy of it he has um, ten point one assists twenty six point three points but only nine point four rebounds so. Um, I guess theoretically it's possible for him to, uh, do that, uh, to average the correct totals to do that, uh, over the previous four seasons and then this upcoming season, but I'm guessing it's probably not going to happen in Houston. But the record that he did set last year was 11, uh, consecutive triple doubles, which is also the most in NBA history. So Rich, what is your prediction for number of triple doubles that Russell Westbrook will have in his first season in Houston? See, it's tough, man. I I have no idea what the Houston thing is going to look like. I'd imagine he still probably gets a big amount of them, but how many of those like easy? Because like a lot of Westbrook's things, and, and we're not taking anything away, you know, from the accomplishment of of Russell Westbrook, you know, averaging a triple double and, and and getting so many of them. But a lot of them are like Stephen Adams, like boxes his guy out and just like lets Russell Westbrook fly in uh, to get a rebound or whatever. I don't know how much of that is going to happen in Houston. Uh, I don't know how much in terms of assists he's going to be able to get. On Houston, I imagine that those will be fine. I imagine the points will be fine. I think you can get 10 points and 10 assists pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, the rebounds could maybe be an issue. I mean, the, the problem is, is like to get Russell Westbrook these ungodly, gaudy, you know, triple double numbers. And yeah, if you look at the streaks, you know, all time streaks in, in triple doubles, I mean, Russell Westbrook has four of the top five all time with 11, 7, 7, and 5. So a lot of that, a lot of what creates that is, is Oklahoma City basically allowing Russell Westbrook to kind of control the court in, in, in every single way and have you know high usage rate and have you know get every rebound that he needs or whatnot to start the fast break and all that sort of stuff. How much of that happens in Houston? I mean, I guess if you want to make Russell happy, you probably do try to make him uh, get as many of those. But uh, I, I do kind of wonder because this is the first time in his career that he will not be – He's still one of the featured guys, but you know what I mean? Like, not like the toast of that franchise. Like, he's not the, per- you know, Oklahoma City, even even in the Durant years, was a lot of appeasing towards Russell Westbrook. And I don't know that that Houston is going to roll out the red carpet like like Oklahoma City did before. So, uh, in terms of overall numbers, I mean, I don't know. I think he probably, you know, I think he probably gets pretty close. I don't know if he averages it the entire year, but I I, I think he, he he's, he's right on the cusp. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll... I don't think they get close enough in rebounds. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, points obviously be fine. Assists, I think, you know, could be in the eight or nine, maybe even 10 range. But yeah, I don't think he'll be rebounding enough. I, I, I'm going to guess um, five triple doubles for the season. Wow, that's low. Yeah. <laughs> five. Wow. Yeah. Not that many. I don't think, yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. 
That's a, that's a hot. That's a little hot take there. I, I enjoy yeah, that. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, we, we should note here. Uh, previous triple double record was actually Michael Jordan in 1989. Uh, had this, and the other four. I said the other four out of the five uh, top triple doubles are all Russell Westbrook. And then number six, uh, Jason. You know this. This is everybody. When when you walk on the street and you say, "Hey, who has who's number six in, in the longest triple double streaks of all time?" You know that everybody says, well, yeah, duh, that's Alfred Payton from March 2019, you know, March 10, 2019 to March 18, 2019. I mean, that's just common household stuff. Is it Alfred Payton? Did, did you know that Alfred Payton had five straight triple doubles in 2019? Um, I, you know, I, I do kind of recall like that he had a streak now that you, now that you mentioned it, but it would not have, you know, come to the top of my head. Um, certainly. So I do kind of remember like in the dog days of the season of, of him getting a few, um, here and there so i did not realize let's, it was five in a row so yeah let's let's play a little game of who doesn't belong in here so these are the top 20 uh <laughs> triple double streaks right right of all so, time. so, so got, uh, uh rich before is this because obviously i would assume that oscar robertson would be on this list so the fact that he's uh, not, correct this is from 19 yeah this is like uh, unfortunately because of uh, a basketball reference this is 1983 to 1984 so yeah, uh, okay. you are missing yeah Since you are missing your oscars so yeah these are okay your your recent quote-unquote guys so yeah right, oscar's right. not in here but okay right. uh so you got russell westbrook michael jordan Alfred Payton, okay. James Harden, Magic Johnson, mm-hmm. Nikola Jokic, sure. LeBron James, sure. Larry Bird. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. One of those men is not uh, a Hall of Famer. Um, I, I well, Nikola Jokic. I, who knows? We'll see what happens right. with Nikola Jokic. Right. But uh, so, one of them is Alfred Payton, and that's so, uh, no. It's not Larry Bird, though. <laughs> well, you know, well, Larry Bird's in the Hall of Fame. Are we sure? Did we check that? Um, I will double check that to make sure. I, okay, maybe he's, I, I don't know if he got in. I don't know if he was a first ballot guy. I, I mean, for Larry Bird. I mean, I feel like when you're dunked on that many times by Bobby Jones, you should not be allowed in the Hall of Fame. That's you're just right. that's you're an argument. Wrong. Yeah, that's you're not wrong. Right. That's just you know that's just how I feel. I know maybe you know others might disagree, but but you know that's why. Hey, you know, get your own podcast then. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Um, yeah. Pelican. Okay, that, uh, Alfred Payton was a Pelican last year. I don't he was a Pelican. Any, yeah, I don't know anything about Alfred Payton to be he honest. A, other than he, was he a son before he was a Pelican? He was a, he was uh, a son previously. Yeah, well, I know for I know for a fact he was a, a Magic for many many years. Because like, I do know that. So yeah. my buddy had my buddy had the full season tickets, and he could never sell the Magic games like ever. So I right. would always like get roped into. He'd like call me and be like, "Hey, uh, you want to go to the Bulls game?" And I'm like, "Oh, they're probably facing the Magic, aren't they?" And, Sure enough, they were facing the Magic, so I got to see a lot of Alfred Payton in the flesh. And yeah, he was a Phoenix Sun for uh, 19 games yeah. uh, at the end of 2017-18. So yeah, that's right. Know. And then it was a Pelican last year. Yeah, I um, I would not have been able to tell you that. Um, <laughs> we're a history podcast, not a recent podcast. Yeah. Well, it's also Alfred Payton. I mean, come right? On. Yeah. <laughs> like I know right. most people. I don't know Alfred Payton. Like, because yeah. why would you know Alfred Payton off the top of your head? No, but, he's got uh, he's got the hair. That's about it. You know. Well, and then he got rid of that, so now there's like no purpose to oh, Alfred Payton. Now well, he just has like I mean, normal hair, and it's I like because I think there was the one year where he took a shot and it like hit off the hair, and everyone's like, "All right, you got to get rid of this thing." Yeah, <laughs> this like absolutely, like this is actually affecting your uh, play on the court. Like, uh, get rid of this thing. So now he's just got normal hair. So now there's like nothing, nothing. redeeming about Alfred Payton except for his, his triple double streak. So there yeah. you go. So. I'm sure he's kind to his friends as well. That's true. Yeah, he might, he might be a nice guy. I don't know. He's, uh, apparently, yeah. per his Twitter account, he hosts a uh, annual kickball tournament too. Oh, so, nice! Uh, I like kickball. Stuff. Yeah, kickball's fun. Yeah, kickball's it's a good fun. game. Yeah. All um, right, points yeah. records. Right. You want to get to these here? Um, I do. I mean, this one we don't have to tell you guys this because you're over and back. You know, classic NBA podcast listeners, so you know that this year we had the most players that individually scored 50 points in a season. But you know that because we had a 50 point series on this. But hey, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. 
but we did a series on 50-point games. You should probably check that out. Yeah. Uh, there was 13 uh, this year. James Harden, Kemba Walker, Devin Booker, LaMarcus Aldridge, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, LeBron James, Jamal Crawford, Steph Curry, Blake Griffin, and Derrick Rose. All scored 50 points in a season last year. So 13, the all-time record. Now, Jason, I'm going to let you have the next two because these are, you know, honorary, <laughs> all over back first ballot Hall of Famer. Jamal, Jamal Crawford, yes, of course. You know the the most beautiful player in NBA history. You know the uh, the patron saint of our podcast. Um, the you know wonderful player. You know, um, yes, he had the most points in a game off the bench in NBA history when he had fifty one on uh, April 9th, twenty nineteen. A great day in in, uh, in our history. Uh, also became the oldest player to score fifty plus points in an NBA game uh, during that time he was just shy of 40 years old so um, if he does make it back into the NBA perhaps uh, he can um, he can be the first uh, 40 year old to uh, do so so yeah he, right now he is age 39 and 209 days so he turns 40 on March 20th of, of 2020 so somebody needs to sign him toward the end of the season at least so that he can you know cross the uh milestone there but uh yes yeah, so we'll we'll have a little bit more on Jamal as we uh as, as we get further on to the show because he has on the cusp of some interesting records but definitely uh you know the probably the Maybe the most notable 50-point game in the season. I, certainly the most surprising one, I, I would say, given that he you know, scored about 500 points during the entire season. So getting his uh, getting 10% of that output in one game is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, most of those names that I listed are all guys who are like, yeah, those are like the elite players. I mean, the, the, the only two are probably Jamal Crawford and, and Derek Rose are ones that you're like, oh, really? Hmm, that's interesting. Like even Blake Griffin, it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, Blake could go off still and, and, and score 50. But uh, even more so than Rose, I think Jamal Crawford, like you said, because you right. know, it's like 10 percent of his entire yearly output yeah. was in one game. So that uh, that definitely uh, uh, stands out. And, and and we'll say it again later in the show. But for God's sake, somebody signed Jamal Crawford. I cannot believe we're how many days away from the NBA season and Jamal Crawford is still unemployed. I mean, how is this possible? Jason, how? How? I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, there's something wrong. The collusion, I think, is perhaps happening. Perhaps That's, I was going to say collusion. Yeah, yeah. That we need to have a labor strike. We need to have a labor. We do. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like this can't. This can't continue. This everybody needs to just stop. Like game one, like really hurt them in the in the, in the, in you know where it counts. And and that opening night, just be like, no, <laughs> we're none of us are playing right. until Jamal Crawford is signed by some team somewhere. So we, we need get our out of yeah. Phoenix or something. You know, something right. terrible. Come on. Yeah, well, I don't. He he belongs. I don't know where does he belong. Where where would he, where would he be? Like, where would be the most fitting place for him to play? Well, I did try to sign him in my uh, NBA 2K20 uh, franchise as the Bulls. I thought that was a okay. pretty good landing spot. Yeah, they don't have I good know. like they're kind of lacking of like some bench scoring or whatever. So I was like, hey, I could you know, especially if this is going to be the end uh, of Jamal, like a, a right. fitting sort of bookend for his career. You know, go back to the Bulls and 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 lose a lot with them. You know, just like he, he came into the league, you know, losing a lot with the Bulls. But uh, yeah, I don't know, like because Jamal's always weird. Like I don't know that any contender. Would really well? No, you should come on. Like, who cares? He comes off the bench, he right. shoots, he scores, and then he goes off, and it doesn't matter. Like, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, everybody, everybody could use Jamal Crawford, Jason. Everybody, everybody could use. He's played for nine teams. He's never, never repeated on a team. He's never gone. He never had a second stint anywhere. So you know, um, maybe he's a real jerk. I don't know. No, no, <laughs> he no. He, he's nice. not. No, he's he's a, he's a beautiful man. Don't say that. Um, yeah. So yeah, Bulls, Knicks, uh, Warriors. Don't put them on the Knicks. Oh God. Oh, no, you're going no. through a scenes. Oh, I was like, yeah, don't yeah, put them yeah. on the Knicks. No, no. no. <laughs> nobody deserves that. Yeah. Well, the Knicks. These Knicks fans would appreciate him. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Bulls, Knicks, uh, Warriors, uh, Hawks, Blazers, Clippers. 
uh, Wolves and Suns. Yeah, so um, yeah, he really does need to. Yeah, yeah, eight teams so far, so it would be his ninth if he's on there. Yeah, we we need we need to figure out the uh, the best team for um, him. Yeah, they, they can't be like too winning because that's not no fun. But they can't be like the dregs either. They you know they need to be like a okayish. Um, yeah, we don't want him Pacers. on the Hornets. Put him on the Pacers. Yeah. He made, oh, he made the I Pacers like. more interesting. Yeah, let's, let's do that. I like. Plus, I like a lot. He's close enough. I could drive there. So you know, that's uh, we could go for a game, Rich. You know, that's true. You could make way for both of us, basically. Yeah, <laughs> we'll so. meet halfway, and, and right, yeah, yeah, we'll meet right. in. Uh, uh, what town can we meet in Fort Wayne? We'll meet in Fort Wayne. <laughs> yes, <laughs> way down there. I think that might be more out of the way for me, right? Than for you, but that's all right. It's uh, cool. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, we go go see the home of the Fort Wayne Pistons. I'm sure you know maybe they have a <laughs> museum there or something. Anyway, absolutely. Uh, all right, some career achievements here. Yes, most years played in the NBA last year. Dirk Nowitzki and Vince Carter joined Kevin Willis, Kevin Garnett, and Robert Parrish with 21. And now you're reading that and you're thinking, oh, well, Dirk's gone, but aha. Vince Carter will, of course, set the all-time record as he enters his 22nd season this year. And, Jason, I just wanted to have a quick little side on this. Would you have ever predicted, like, it, it, like th- that year that Vince got traded from the Raptors and went over to the Nets, and he was just kind of, like, fine, and, like, he wasn't really trying that hard? Would you have ever expected that, that man was going to play the most seasons in NBA history? I I'm sorry, talking about Atlanta Hawks legend Vince Carter. We have to use his full name when we, when we talk about him. <laughs> Atlanta true. Hawks legend. Look, Vince hey, Carter. I bought I bought Bulls Hawks tickets. I am going to see this man play his final yeah, uh, right. season. That that is for sure going to happen. Yeah. Fun team too. But yeah, I would have never expected Vince Carter of all people to be the guy that that sort right. of outlasts everybody. It's sure, just it's nuts. Yes. No, no, obviously it's fantastic. Um, yeah, I know. I would not have expected 22 seasons in the league. Pretty awesome. Um, also, uh, of course, this season, assuming he plays in the year 2020, would uh, become the first player to play in four different decades, which, of course, is you know pretty awesome. Having been a rookie in 99 and, of course, playing in the 2000s and 2010s, playing in 2020. So that would be that's really cool as well. Assuming yeah, it's just un- yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everything goes well and, and he's able to play. But yeah, it's just it, it's remarkable, especially given that like what he was when he started his career, which was like the go to guy for that franchise. Like those guys usually don't just become like role player guys. They either right. like, you know, phase out like, similar to like an Allen Iverson type or whatnot, where it's like, yeah, you, you know, I was great. And and now I just go away and, I'm, you know, Tracy McGrady, uh, similar style as well. But then you get guys like Grant Hill, which I think was was is kind of the template for a lot of what Vince Carter did, where it's like, you know, after those injuries and after the issues that Grant Hill had it was basically just like yeah it's cool I'll just come in shoot some threes and play some defense and, and get out of there and 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 it was remarkable how he was able to sort of become that and 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 you know sort of evolve into that and knowing Vince Carter knowing what he was at, at certain points in his career and how you know contentious it was for him at, at 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 points as well like I never expected him to be like a guy that was totally cool just playing like 10 minutes a game <laughs> you know if that but here he is and he's been able to do it and he's been able to carve out a, a pretty fun niche in, in the NBA so uh it's been an awesome season to to, to to watch him, and and hopefully it's a it's a healthy season, and he can go out to go out in a, with a bang with a NBA championship for the old Atlanta Hawks, which I'm predicting right now. No, there you go. absolutely, no, not. absolutely, do not hold me yeah. to that. Atlanta Hawks legend, that, yes. Um, so what team do you think that Atlanta Hawks legend Vince Carter um played the most for outside, of course, of Toronto and the Nets? So the the third team he played the the most games for in his career. Oh man, was it? He played a lot of years in the Suns, didn't he? Like nope. more than you want? No, to... he he played fifty one games for the Suns. So really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it's yeah. not the Suns then. Um, no. Is it like weird? Like the Grizzlies? It's not the Grizzlies, is it? 
Uh, you're fairly close. He played 199 games with the Grizzlies, which is his third, is his fourth most. So there's a team in there that he uh, played for. Um, it's um, it, I'm trying to think of a way to uh, describe this without completely giving it away. But um, <laughs> well, he was there in Orlando for a while too. Is it Orlando? Uh, he did play there, but only 97 games. What? Over, over I don't even seasons. know what other team yeah. he played for. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Right. Oh my God. Of course he was a Maverick for that long. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Twenty twelve to twenty fourteen, uh, he he played uh, three seasons with the with the Mavericks. So I always forget that he was a Maverick. I don't know yeah, why I watch right. I watch the Mavericks a lot. But right, if it's is my favorite player, I should have loved you know Del, you know if it's on the, him the and so. him and Dirk together. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, why didn't right? Wow, why didn't that stick in your brain? No, I don't know. The brain is weird. It's uh, I, <laughs> it's a weird. I don't thing, know. Yeah. The brain is a weird thing. That's true. <laughs> So yeah, speaking of uh, of Dirk, uh, the most years with a single franchise, he broke that record. Uh, twenty one, of course, ending his career, all twenty one years with the Mavericks. Uh, Going to be a long time before anyone breaks that one for for sure. Um, Greg Popovich uh, has the most wins by a head coach with a single franchise, twelve forty five. He's also third on the all time list behind Don Nelson. He's ninety games behind Don Nelson and eighty seven behind Lenny Wilkins. So we'll obviously not break either one of those um, next season, but probably would do so in two, certainly three seasons, assuming he remains with the uh, Spurs for that long, which is, seems possible. Although you know, you, you never know. He's obviously getting up there and maybe looking to do something different. Yeah, that's um, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting here uh, to see what sort of happens with him and and, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's a little while to go in, until we see him. You know, in terms of you know all times. But yeah, it's 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 remarkable <laughs> the career he's had. So yeah, absolutely. And um, you know, if you look at also the most All Star game starts, uh, fifteen by LeBron James is tied with Kobe Bryant. We're going to go ahead and presume that, you know, unless there's some sort of complete disaster this year with LeBron, he is likely to pass Kobe this season for the most uh, all-star game starts. So uh, pretty remarkable. He's, he's got some other achievements that we're going to be discussing in a little bit that he is likely to uh, achieve this season as well. Yep. And uh, here's a little bit of movement in the all-time rankings. We'll talk about some of these uh, in our next section here. But uh, Steph Curry moved to third all-time. Uh, and three-point field goals made. Uh, Kyle Korver moved to fourth. Uh, Chris Paul moved to seventh in all-time assists. LeBron James moves to tenth. Uh, Chris Paul moved to tenth in all-time steals uh, as well last year. And then LeBron James moved to fourth in all-time points. Uh, and Dirk Nowitzki moved to sixth. But, of course, Dirk uh, will not move anymore unless barring you know, a, a random comeback. But uh, LeBron moving to fourth. We'll talk about that here in a little bit because he has some other movement that he could possibly uh, be making as well. And then a few other little fun things here. Uh, most consecutive years, a team has made the playoffs and tied for first 22 seasons by the San Antonio Spurs. No matter what, even if Dave, Devon Bertans is like one of their top players, they're still going to find a way uh, to make the playoffs. They did it 22 straight years. Uh, what is remarkable, though, is that's not the all-time record. They're tied, in fact, with the Syracuse Nationals slash Philadelphia 76ers, who made the playoffs every year uh, from 1950 to 1971, winning two titles uh, in that span. We should note as well that the Spurs have five titles. Uh, in those 22 years that they've made the playoffs as well. And, and, and really what's, what's remarkable even more about the Spurs is that the one year that breaks that up is the David Robinson injury year where they were basically just like, eh, you know what? It'd be fine if we lost every game that we played because we want to go get Tim Duncan. That's going to be a good thing if we get Tim Duncan. So really, I mean, like that's such a weird year that if you strike that from the record, it goes back to God, what the, you know, the early nineties. Uh, yeah. Probably um, 1990, I would guess. Yeah. 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 With, with David Robinson. So, so it's just absolutely right. nuts. Like, I mean, I know you can't throw that year out, but like, you know, you kind of can because it was like a very different year and they weren't really 
competing that year, but it's just it's unbelievable what the Spurs have been able to do. And and yeah, the, the narrative that like Duncan was the reason that they became a dynasty or whatever you want to call the, the Spurs isn't totally fair. I mean, Duncan obviously took them to the next level, but that dynasty was was, was you know, the building blocks that were set, you know, in the early 90s with David Robinson. Absolutely, yes. And I, yeah, I did not realize that with the uh, Sixers and the Nationals so the 22 straight years. Um, uh, it's pretty remarkable there. I mean, obviously, NBA was a lot smaller then, but um, that's still, uh, that's still, you know, quite a uh, impressive streak uh, there. Of course, yeah, then uh, just a, a year after ending that streak, they were nine and seventy-three. So that was definitely a a, a pretty big fall for them, um, <laughs> right? You Jeez. know, yeah, man, that's what yes. the turnaround, yeah. right? Yeah, not uh, <laughs> not great. Yeah, they had been in the playoffs every single year they had been a franchise up until seventy-two. Um, you know, so that's uh, that's saying something right there. That's uh, that's very interesting. Perhaps you know we got to revisit the whole Celtics, uh, you know, Sixers thing. Maybe the uh, Sixers were really the better franchise over that period of time. You know, they made the playoffs every year. The Celtics can't say that. So exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where are you guys? Yeah, you? yeah exactly. <laughs> Man, yeah. that sucks. Twenty-two straight years, then you win nine games. <laughs> you just become the worst team right. of all time. It's right. that's yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. not worth not worth it but uh most consecutive games with a turnover as well 247 by russell westbrook uh the streak is still active second place is james harden with 218 so his streak is also active and i am going to imagine that both those men uh will probably keep those streaks up for many 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 more games because as long as there's a basketball and there's the other team i think that they will uh they're, they're, Russell Westbrook and James Harden like finding the other team and like giving the other team the basketball a lot. Yeah, so that's right. Well, yeah, you have the ball you're in your hand that often. That certainly uh, says something. Yes. Um, most consecutive games with 10 points or more, 928 by LeBron James. It was still an active streak. Um, Michael Jordan had previously had 866 games from March of 1986 to December of 2001, which is the previous high. So, uh, so yeah, we'll see how long that one lasts. I mean, I I, I wouldn't expect it to end anytime soon, but you always you know freaky stuff can happen. So we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, it kind of stinks there because uh, LeBron. I mean, that's you know playing the entire time there. Jordan's going from eighty six to two thousand one. I mean, there's right. a little gaps in there. You know, sure, yeah. MJ, like you know, you know what I'm saying. Like so that, yeah. that LeBron thing is pretty remarkable. But right. I'm still kind of like amazed that you know you just don't have like one night where you just get nine. You know, like sure. it's like it doesn't happen. Or you know, he plays the first quarter and rolls his ankle and he's just out. Like it's just. It, it you feel like it should have happened a few more times for LeBron, but it I, just hasn't. I think he had a single digit finals game in 2011. Um, I, I'm vaguely recalling that happening. Oh, uh, you know, I think you're right. Yeah, I do remember that. There was not anything written about that. Nobody cared, and nobody talked about <laughs> it. So it was hard to. He had eight points in. Uh, yeah, it was game. What was that? Game one, two, three, four. Uh, game four. Yeah, it looks like game four of the NBA Finals. He only had eight points. So, there you uh, go. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that would never happen to Jordan. No. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> okay. Right. Let's get to this season now. You're saying, hey, new season's coming up soon. What do you guys got here? Yeah. So, here's some records that could get broken in this next season points we mentioned here. Uh, and these aren't all like records. These are just kind of also like where guys can move up and 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 where they can become in the all time ranks and whatnot. Uh, so points, even with an abbreviated fifty five game season last year, LeBron, if, if people don't remember, was out for a lot of the season. His first one of his first real seasons where where you know he missed significant time. I uh, played only fifty five games last season, but he still scored over fifteen hundred points. 
Uh, coming into this year, he is only 1,100 points behind Kobe Bryant, uh, which means he is very likely to step into third place next year. I think it's a pretty good guess that LeBron will probably get over 1,100 points this season, again, barring a complete disaster. Um, but uh, what's, I think, a little bit more interesting, and this is kind of what I'm curious on your thoughts, too. Uh, overall, he's less than 6,000 behind Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, going into his age 35 season. So do we think do we think that he's going to break that record? Yes, I think he's going to break that record. I, I, I think he's at the point where it, it just seems so unlikely to me that he's not going to be at least, you know, an effective, uh, you know, maybe not a great player at some point. Eventually that he's going to fall off of that point, but he's still going to be a good player and still a player who plays a lot of minutes and scores a lot of points. You know, um, you know, I, I, I think. I think he's going to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think he, you know, if he had four seasons, what he did last year, which of course was the, you know, the most injuries he's ever had in his career and the worst, you know, output, total output is, you know, um, that he's ever had in his career. And he, you know, if he has four seasons of that, I think he would do it. I mean, it's, it's not guaranteed, but, um, but I think it's, you know, I'd give it 65% probability, you know? Yeah, no, I'm pretty high as well. I mean, like he's only 6,000 behind there and yeah, even not even, in what was his worst year, he had fifteen hundred, uh, and, and you know, if he stays healthy, there's a lot more there, and and, right. and like I, I think it's pretty likely too that even if he's like you know, not that I be- I believe in three or four years LeBron's just going to be a completely you know unplayable or whatever, but even if he's like you know just like you know not great, not good, but just kind of like there, that if he's like you know four hundred points away, they're they're still going to trot him out there, you know, like he's going to want to go out there, he's going to want to set that, that right. all time record. So yeah, unless he has just some giant debilitating injury or whatever, I have a feeling that yeah, he's he's probably going to do. It. I'd probably be even a little bit higher, probably about seventy five percent, eighty percent, okay, uh, that he gets there. But we'll see. Again, you never know. And you know, thirty five plus is it's an interesting time uh, for for someone, especially with as many miles as he has on him. But um, I will see where it goes there. But uh, 20,000 clubs. These are guys uh, likely to join the 20,000 point club. Uh, Russell Westbrook is at 18,859 uh, points. Uh, James Harden at 18,627. And LaMarcus Aldridge is at 18,598. So all those guys pretty likely to join uh, the 20,000 point club. So nice little round numbers there. Yeah. We like. Round numbers are fun. <laughs> we we do like round numbers. They're, they, are, they are good. I agree. Yes. Um, in terms of games, uh, Vince Carter, he is only 23 games behind John Stockton for the fourth of all time. He is, uh, 1,481. Um, so guessing that he would probably get that, you know, barring any major injuries, but definitely at age 42 are a possibility. He played 76 games last year. Um, like that's a lot of games. That's, uh, you know, he only missed six games the entire season. He was was pretty healthy. You know, played you know thirteen hundred minutes. That's not not nothing. I mean, he definitely was a you know contributor who played a you know. I mean, he was he was a real player for the team. He wasn't just you know there for um you know suck up minutes. He definitely you know he he was contributing and he was playing and he was a real part of the team. So I would expect that it's not like they're going to be fantastic next year. I would expect him to you know, have a similar role. Certainly, you know, be able to reach that. Um, that that milestone. He's also uh, only forty one games behind Dirk Nowitzki, so that that would get him into third place all time. Uh, he would have to, uh, if he played uh, eighty games, he would he would pass uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So I'm guessing that's a little bit less likely, but it's not out of the realm possibility. Yeah, no, for sure. I I, I think. Yeah, I, it, it kind of stinks. One thing that I have a little bit is like, I feel like he can keep going if he wants to. Like, I'd love to like, I, it might become a point where like you go out when you're still like wanted and needed. 
sure. and not do a thing where you're like, hey, I'm here if anybody wants to sign me, because that's kind of like a bad way to go right. out, especially if you're like Vince Carter. So I get that like, hey, I got a gig for next year. Cool. I'll do that. And then, you know, this is it for me and I'm done versus, you know, next year trying to hunt for a gig or whatever. But like looking at Vince Carter and, and yeah, he's not like a dynamic player, at, you know, at, at any level anymore, but he's still a pretty productive player. And like you said, he still plays a lot of games like like it looks like he could play for a few more years. Like I'm obviously not his knees. I'm not his ankles, I'm not his joints, but uh, he does feel like he could play a lot more, too. So it's a little disappointing and, and it'd be interesting to see if he could ever get to like these bigger, bigger, you know, games played milestones. But uh, again, like it, it. it He'll he'll get fourth all time, but uh, yeah, I don't think he'll get much more than that. Obviously, unless you know, barring like he decides, you know what, fuck it, I'm staying for five more years or whatever. He has like a great year or something, but probably yeah, none of that's happening. So, yes, um, interestingly enough, LeBron James is not in the top twenty five yet in in uh, all times games played. He uh, he's so Sam Perkins at twelve eighty six and LeBron's at eleven ninety eight. So he's not going to get there uh, this season, even if he plays the whole season, but. He would get there in the next time, but I would have expected him to kind of be in like that top top 10, 15 at this point in his career, just because of you know, all the minutes that he has and all the milestones he's achieved. He's not even you know quite at that hmm. level, which is, is kind of interesting. Yeah, because I don't think of LeBron like missing much time either. Like, yeah, he's obviously had a few, you know, that, that last season and a few well, other yeah, years where there's about been a little it, yeah. mix here and there. But otherwise, yeah, he's pretty reliable. So, yeah, that's kind of that's fascinating. <laughs> why, why is that? That's so strange. Well, he just hasn't played quite long enough, even though it's, he's played forever, but he just hasn't, you know, like. He just hasn't quite. He's only 14, 15 season in his career, yeah. which is of course a lot, but not you know quite at that level. But it's really interesting to think about, you know. Yeah, so he's no he's no Sam Perkins. I've always said LeBron is no right. Sam Perkins. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's. Um. Yeah. The the fewest games that he played, you know, outside of um outside of a lockout year was sixty nine up until this season. So this was really the first year where he had he you know missed ma- major major time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and other than that, he's pretty much played, you know, 75 plus games every year. So, um, so yeah, it's not like he's missed. Yeah. You're like, not, like you said, he's not like he's missed a whole lot of games. He's only not started one game in his entire career. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, speaking of that, uh, nice little segue here. Game started. LeBron is only one game away from passing Kobe Bryant, uh, to enter top 10 in games started. So not overall games, but games started. Uh, and James could really vault up this list, uh, this year as well as so he's only 23 games. Uh, uh, you know, behind ninth place Gary Payton, so I think he's going to probably pass that. Uh, he's 88 games away from uh, seventh place Paul Pierce, so uh, obviously that won't happen this year, uh, barring like a midseason trade to some team that hasn't played half their year games or right. whatever. Yeah, well, uh, Bellamy, but, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, right. That's the only way you can do it is if like somehow yeah. whatever team the Lakers trade LeBron James to uh, at the trade deadline has you know four or five games behind everybody else, which seems pretty inevitable. You know, when the, the Timberwolves are four or five games back and LeBron James. Uh, gets traded to there, then yeah, yeah then he might sense. be able to do yeah. that and pass uh-huh. Paul Pierce. Yeah. So, um, but uh, overall, uh, James is still 274 games away from Carl Malone at number one. So he, you know, similar, and I'm, I'm assuming the game's played is that way too. Like he's going to very quickly start vaulting up that list and, and passing people. It's just, you got to get to that upper, uh, like the, you know, the 18 years played, the 19 years played, those sort of years until you can really start doing it. So yeah, he's, he's still quite a ways away, but all realistic possibilities that he could, he could be at the top of those lists uh, in, in, in some time. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would expect him to be, yeah, it, it, very much in the top five, if not, you know, first on most of those records by the time he's, you know, ends his career. So um, looking at three-point attempts, and surprisingly enough, not about Steph Curry, but in fact about our favorite player, Jamal Crawford. Once again, we get more Jamal talk, so that uh, always makes us happy. Um, he is currently um, – he is third all-time in three-point attempts, and only 109 three-point attempts away from moving into second place. 
guessing he's not likely to get there for um, his entire career. Uh, last season, he only had um, he only he had quite a bit fewer than that. He had well, actually, no, take that back. Last year, he had two hundred and two uh, three point attempts. That was so. Oh, he got his. Oh, he got yeah. his. Don't worry. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, I was off. I was looking at the three pointers made, not the three pointers attempted category. I, so I was confused for a moment. So yeah, he uh, he get there. Yeah, never mind. Uh, second place. So um, yeah, and then in all but two of his uh, NBA seasons, uh, and those were early in his career, where he has reached that. So that actually should be easy. But that only if, of course, if a team signs him. You know. So hopefully, again, Indiana Pacers. You know, we've we've chosen you as the team that needs to sign him. So go ahead and do that. Um, he only needs also only needs 586 points to reach the 20,000 mark. He had 508 last year, so that's not unreasonable. Although again, he has to have a team. And uh, but if he does not get a job somehow, which would be ridiculous, we're pretty sure that he would finish with the second most points in a final game in NBA history, next to Kobe 60. It uh, seems unlikely that anyone has scored more than 51 in their final game in NBA history. I did not get a chance to look it up, but I'm just I'm just going to make an educated guess, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. Yes, yeah, I think I think you're pretty safe in that guess too. So I, right. will, I will not correct you right now, but uh, if somebody wants to, uh, they definitely can. But yeah, it's pretty interesting there. But yeah, somebody just please, for God's sakes, please, <laughs> you know, please sign uh, Jamal Crawford. It's just it's unbelievable here that he's still not. But uh, move on to three pointers made here. So uh, Jamal not at the top of this list because uh, Jamal gets his. He doesn't yeah. always make his, but he gets yeah. his. May seventh. Uh, that's pretty good. You know. Yeah. No, not bad. I mean, yeah, that's not bad. But uh, Steph, Steph is the one we're going to talk about here. Steph Curry. Uh, he's only seventy-seven threes away from passing Reggie Miller for second all time, and he's only four hundred and ninety three pointers made away from passing Ray Allen for first. All time. So Curry only, quote unquote, only had uh, 354 threes last year. So that's probably not going to happen this year. But, you know, no clay, no KD. You know, maybe he starts <laughs> feeling himself and goes, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to make 500 threes this year, but uh, probably not. No, it's probably not going to happen. So uh, it'll be at least another year until he passes Reggie Miller. Uh, or, or Ray Allen, I should say, for first all time. Unless, yeah, unless Steph just goes, no, I'm winning MVP, and I'm proving that I didn't need any of those guys, and it's all me. Uh, and somehow defenses haven't figured out that Steph's just only going to shoot three pointers, and he's not even going to try to get other people involved in the game. Which I guess you know is, is you know if anybody could do it, it would be Steph Curry. But yeah, probably not likely he's going to hit 500 threes this year. But maybe, maybe. Yes. Um, looking uh defensive rebounds. Uh, this one maybe hard to believe, but Dwight Howard is going to pass Akeem Olajuwon to become sixth all-time in defensive rebounds. It's hard to believe. That's 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 almost impossible to believe. Yeah, that's it's just the Dwight thing where, like, I, I guess, and, and we always think this too, like, it, it's hard to fathom how great he was, you know, in his early years because he's become such a, he's just such a dork these days and he's so annoying and nobody wants him and he's just kind of, like, bounces around the league and, and eventually, you know, probably after this season, he's just going to be out of the league in general. But, like, he was so good, so good as, as 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 a young player, and just accumulated so many rebounds. And he's played a while too. Like again, I think we kind of lose track of how long Dwight Howard's been in this league. But uh, yeah, the fact that he's going to pass, uh, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon in defensive rebounds uh, is still tough to kind of swallow because it's like Hakeem is, you know, regarded as one of the greatest, you know, centers of all time, and you know, Dwight Howard's not. So yeah, uh, I mean, I thought, I mean, for a time he was incredible, but but yes, overall in history he's you know definitely in that you know second third tier of all time centers, which is still pretty good, but obviously not Hakeem Olajuwon good. Yeah, but uh, two hundred and two to pass Hakeem for sixth uh, place all time. Uh, he has a few hundred to go before he gets in the top five. He would he would pass Dirk Nowitzki next um, if he gets to, to that point, which definitely is definitely is possible. Um, 
Interestingly enough, there are only three players on the active list uh, in the top 25 all time for defensive rebounds. One of them, of course, being Dwight. Do you do you think you could name the two others? Oh, man. Defensive rebounds. OK, so so give me give me the give me the stat again. Let me just. So, yeah, all time defensive rebounds there in the top 25. There are three active players on that list. Um, Dwight being one of them. There are two others. Ooh, is Tyson Chandler considered active still? I think. Um, yes, Right. No, he, he is active, but he's not on the list. So, oh, it's not Tyson Chandler. Wow. Although um, he, he's he's not far. He, he is about a hundred and three. Uh, he's about like 150 to, to get onto that list. So he to get to 25. Wow. So, he, so, he's so not, he'd be my number one pick that I would have on there. Man, I, uh, I think I'm stumped on this one. I don't know. Well, one of them is one of the one of, if not the greatest player of all time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So Vince Carter. Oh, I okay, of right. course, Vince Carter. Yeah. Yeah. No, LeBron James, obviously. Not, not Jamal Crawford. And one of them um it is uh also very great, um, but not quite Hassan like, Whiteside. <laughs> right. Um uh, he played for the Milwaukee Bucks last year and is gonna play with the Blazers this year. Oh, uh, Gasol. So Paul yes. Gasol. There you go, Paul okay. Gasol. Yes. So there you go. Um all right, so for assists. Uh, we have uh, Chris Paul is 707 away from passing Oscar Robertson for a sixth place all time in assists. Uh, very likely to get there. He had, um, let's see, how many assists did he have last year in the totals? Uh, I added up and then I lost it. Oh, oh no, only 473 last year. So probably not going to pass um, Oscar Robertson. Um this year like i have no, it's weird because for like raw totals for certain stats like i have no idea like i know averages obviously but i have no clue like how um you know how many assists you know somebody gets in a season like it's just right like right, weird right how that right. works yes so um yes his career high was 925 uh so. yeah i i when i was doing some research on that i was like my god chris paul new orleans hornets chris paul was just yeah. for ridiculous just yeah. unbelievable and and what's interesting is you know he's 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 960 assists away from magic for, for fifth all time so that that's obviously not gonna happen next year but like peak you know new orleans chris paul could really challenge for that that's like oh my god like when you look at what he does today and and like today chris paul is still a very good player still a very productive player still a very good player still a good point guard and when you realize that he had like double the amount of assists right. in New Orleans, it's like holy crap! Yeah. He was amazing. Now, 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 now they were sort of notorious for um, inflating those a little bit, but oh um, stop! But <laughs> no, yes. Now, Grant. Now, if he's healthy, like seven hundred is, I don't think is out of the question. I don't think it's likely. But if he plays, he he's only played fifty eight games the last two seasons. So if he plays seventy five games, that I think you know, and and also he's probably going to. I mean. Assuming, for, of course, assuming he plays for OKC the, the whole year, um, he's probably going to be in a team where he's probably going to have more assist opportunities just because he's going to be passing. You, you know, he's going to. I feel like you know, he'll have the ball in his hands more because he's the kind of the guy who can handle the ball there. And so I think sure. he's a setup guy. So we'll see. But yeah, unless um, he just completely decides this is stupid and I don't want to be a part of this anymore and just kind of loafs around. But I, I, I think he'll probably start taking it way too seriously, getting mad at you know bad players for being bad pretty soon so yeah that's definitely a possibility so yes no uh uh rajon rondo is 25 away from 7,000 assists so uh that's uh that's something right there uh lebron james is 305 away from from uh passing gary payton for ninth place it's kind of interesting to see him pass gary payton uh you know you know a guy who's, assists yeah right, right. assists right yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah um 
And uh, looking at steals, Chris Paul uh, is 40 steals away from passing Akeem Olajuwon for eighth place. So, uh, so again, that, that one definitely seems like uh, one that he uh, that should accomplish. I, of course, I mean, Akeem obviously was you known for being uh, for having a lot of steals for a big man, but I'm surprised he's that high on the all time list in um, in, in steals, even considering that skill. That, that's pretty incredible. Yeah, oh, for sure. No, it absolutely is. And, and yeah, that's another, uh, another interesting Chris Paul one here. And, and this is a guy that, like, again, because he's kind of a jerk and <laughs> people kind of hate him, but like, this is an all time great. Like, you're watching oh, yeah. uh, the career of an all time great. So I know there's a lot of people that, like, you know, don't really like the guy or don't really think, you know, think he's overrated or whatever it is, but like, realize that you're like, you're watching an all time great player. So, like, you know, <laughs> you know, really accept that and really like enjoy it, you know, as long as it's going to last. I mean, he, yeah, I don't really like the guy. I don't probably want to hang out with Chris Paul, you know, whatever. But like, I, I love watching him because it's like, yeah, I always say, you know, and I, I say this to people that like, you know, I have a bunch of people who are like, oh, I hate LeBron James. I'm like, whatever. But like, remember that you are, you're watching an all time great. Like, don't waste that. Like, you're going to, yeah. you're going to regret in 20, 30 years being like, crap, I could have watched a lot of Chris Paul. I could have enjoyed Chris Paul in the moment, but I, I chose not to. Like, don't choose not to like Chris Paul. I mean, Chris Paul. You're watching an all-time great point guard at work there in terms of when you talk about the steals and assists and all that sort of stuff and the leaderboards and the guys he's passing and whatnot. I mean, this is this is this is one of the best point guards of all time. So so enjoy it and 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 you know take some solace in it. So yeah, I I think the Thunder might actually be fun to watch next year and actually might be okay. Like I don't think they'd be great or anything, but I I, I think Chris Paul is still good enough that like yeah oh yeah. for sure yeah they, they have an issue where like. They don't want to be good, like, at all. Like, they right, probably right. want to be bad. But, well, like, yeah. Chris Paul and, and Gallinari and a few of the other guys and Steven yeah. Adams, they're going to be, like, they're going to win, like, 42 games just because, like, they have enough talent yeah. on that roster to win 42 games. But I don't know if they want to win 42 games. I think they probably don't want to win four. But I don't know. Maybe OKC. I mean, OKC isn't used to ever having bad pl- you know teams. Like, pretty much from the moment they've moved to Oklahoma City, they've been pretty good. So this right. will be, like, the first time where it's like, hey, we're bad. But they might, like you said, I, I agree. I, that's kind of my hot take as well. Yeah. Uh, with the Thunder is like they they could be pretty good unless Chris Paul's just like I'm over this and I don't want to play and please just trade me and I'm not going to play anymore. But if he goes out there and plays like even you know half ass Chris Paul and and the other talent that they have on that roster like they'll be pretty good. They'll be a pretty fun team to watch. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Um, yes, so he's 85 away from passing Clyde Drexler for seventh place, likely to get there. He's 185 away from Scottie Pippen for six. Probably not going to uh, get, get to that. He hasn't had that since you know back in his prime with the with the Hornets. So. Uh, and then last but not least, we have the uh, age milestones. I will let you uh, take this one, Rich. All right. I know how much well, you love to talk about him. Oh, well, you're older, so you should take on. That's, oh, that's true. I'm so that's sorry. True. That's all right, Rich. That's all right. <laughs> I get it. I, I see how it is. It was just, you know, it's kind of a layout there. But anyway, right, uh, Vince Carter. Vince Carter, at some point, as, as you mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, if he is able to play through the entire season or at least the last half of the season, he will enter his age 43 that will tie him with Robert Parrish for the third oldest ever. So now there's a little caveats there in terms of who has the number one records and all that sort of stuff. So Kevin Willis, uh, we talked about this on a previous show, maybe a few shows ago, uh, played into his age 44 season with the Dallas Mavericks in 2007. Now it was like a, a 10 day contract. And I think maybe he signed an extension on the 10 day contract or whatever, but yeah, he was 44 at that point And really essentially it was just kind of there. Like he didn't really play that much didn't really contribute all that much, but still regardless, you can't take it away from him. He played into his age 44 season. Uh, and then Nat Hickey, uh, famously played as a 46-year-old for the 1948 nice. Providence Steamrollers. Only two games. Pretty much, I think he had like one point. It was as much of just kind of a, hey, look at this old guy playing for the Providence Steamrollers. Hey, come buy tickets uh, than it was for anything. But still, hey, again, can't take it away from him. Nat Hickey got on the court, 
and played as a 46-year-old. So, yeah, that is still uh, the all-time record. Yes, that Hickey was also the coach of the team as well. So, um, you know, uh, I think he just kind of got out there because his average, yes, uh, yes, he scored two points in his entire career. And, oh, and two fo- points. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and two points and five fouls. So, um, you know, <laughs> I like it. Uh, you know, 0 for 6 from the field. But, of course, 0 for 6 from the field wasn't a bad percentage in 1948. So, you know, um, so there were a lot of missed shots is my point. So a true shooting percentage of, of uh, 137 of his career. So. Yes, that Hickey. There's the, yeah, uh, and if you yes. don't know, like well, he he had never played before either. Like you know, like he played earlier, like professional teams in the twenties and whatnot. He was you know doing all that sort of stuff. But uh, yeah, that that um, this was kind of like his you know for basketball reference. If you look at it, this is like his debut. It's <laughs> like rookie season was at a forty six year old. But like it, well, it's not actually true because he played a lot in like the right. ABL and, right. and and the NBL and all that sort of stuff. So the leagues that you know the NBA doesn't want to you know really address or, right. or collect stats from. So he was an actual player. So if you go and look at at Nat Hickey's you know basketball reference and you think oh this is just some like fat coach that like put himself on the court because he wanted to and it's like no 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 I, like he was an old coach that put himself on the court because he wanted to right. but he was actually like a legit player in in in, in his right. prior years as well because yeah his basketball reference page will give you the idea that he's just like all right <laughs> he was like smoking he's like all right someone's got to go out there and show these kids how to play and like just went out there but no he actually he probably he probably still did all those things but he is actually a legitimate basketball uh, a legit basketball player so. exactly yes so um yes the, the providence steamrollers six and 42 with a negative 10 uh, srs so <laughs> not great it's not great not, at all. not not a great team I didn't yes. know this. He was a he was a baseball player too, and he, so it looks like he was a manager in baseball at the same time that he was playing professional basketball. That's well, awesome. There you go. I love that. So he's a nice. he's a minor league manager for uh, the Williamson Colts uh, in 1938, and I believe he was still a pro in 1938 too. I think he was still playing for the uh, the original Celtics uh, of the ABL. So that that's how you do it, man. That's like you know in the off season you coach minor league baseball and play minor league baseball, and then in the in the regular season, yeah, you. you play for the uh, the original Celtics. So that's a good way to go. Yeah, he uh yeah, very interesting. Yes, he was um yes, he um was I going to say? I completely lost my train of thought. It's it's been a day, Rich, so I I apologize. We'll just move on from uh that one. But yeah, he played for the uh he played for, he had two stints with the Eddie Holly's majors. So uh you know, the uh <laughs> the my, Cleve- favorite team. my favorite team of the early twenties. <laughs> right. The the Cleveland Rosenblooms, um, the Boston Trojans, Pittsburgh Raiders, yes. So I played for the Kotskis. There you go in the yeah uh, yeah the, the Indianapolis Kotskis yeah. yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, he we don't did, have uh, enough. We don't have enough teams named after their owners. I mean, no, you know, hypothetically, and this is a complete hypothetical that like some man named Robert or Bob for short would own a team. Right. And they could be like the Bobcats or something like that, but that's ridiculous. No, no, like, you know what I mean? No, like, no one would like, ever do that. No. Like no one would ever do that. But like hypothetically, like like that's all I can think of. There's no other scenario. There's nobody else that, that could really get away with it uh these days anymore, except for the hypoth- a complete hypothetical of like somebody named Robert or Bob owning yeah, a team called no, no, Bobcats. But, that, yeah, that would never that would never happen. No. I mean it's honestly ridiculous to think about because no <laughs> I'm, ever, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I brought it up. I'm sorry. Honestly, I'm I'm a little bit insulted by the hypothetical <laughs> because it seems like uh yeah. So the uh, so the the steamrollers had a Mel, they had a Dino, they had um, they had an Ernie, they had a Dick, they had a Pop, they had a Windle, and a Nat. So, <laughs> yeah, that's my kind of basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. That's so, a team that's going to get yeah. ratings. You know what as, I mean? That's 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 your Rat Pack team right there. You know? <laughs> yeah, like a Dino, a Dino, and yeah. Dick. <laughs> a Dino and a Dick. Yeah, and a Pop. <laughs> a Dino, a Dick, a Pop, and a Nat. So. Yeah. Oh man, that's yeah. a, what a team. What a team! What a league! 
So, <laughs> um, yeah, not, not a good. They Kenny Sailors. That was about it. That it's not 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 a great team. So that wasn't right. a winning formula. Is getting as many uh, Italian guys as possible. <laughs> right. to for a team, no, so. that's weird. Well, maybe that drew. That's what drew in Providence in the forties. You know, everyone. That's true. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah, was yeah. racist in the forties. So you pretty much had to uh, you know get. get <laughs> Get the local ethnic group, or else you weren't going to draw anybody. That's my understanding of the forties. I mean, I you yeah, know, obviously, for sure. yeah. I wasn't around that. I'm not that old, Rich. I mean, I know I'm, old, <laughs> but you know, I feel really bad about that. I, I'm uh, I, a care package. Yeah. You you really should feel bad about that. Yeah, I mean the 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 listeners feel feel bad for me and are angry at you right now. I I can sense you know their unease. You know wafting over the radio waves somehow. I don't yeah, know how that for works, sure. but te- technology, <laughs> I don't understand it. So, all right. Anyway, I think we got to wrap this one up. I think we, uh, we did a nice thing here and, yeah. uh, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Hopefully the listeners did as well. Uh, actually my enjoyment's more important than the listeners enjoyment, but I, I, I care about theirs as well. You know, it's like 90% of, of what I care about mine, I, I suppose. So absolutely. No, it's all about our enjoyment here. And that's why, you know, you'll mention it here in a bit. Give us a review because that's all about our enjoyment. Like, yeah, right, more people right. listen and more people do all that. But then we see a new review coming and we're like, ooh, we're good. Yes. We're the best. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's a blessing. And, and then we're sad for days if it's a negative review. So don't do that. Mm. Leave a positive one. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Stitcher. We are on other uh, basically any any place you want to uh, listen to podcasts, we are there. If we're not there, or if or it worse if we're there, but you don't see a updated episode in a while, um, let us know and we will uh, we'll dig in and try to figure out what's uh, what's happening with that. Um, that can happen occasionally. It with feeds change, you know, lives change, all that. And uh, also, we're on Twitter and Facebook, uh, both places at Over and Back NBA. So uh, you know, send us a message or a tweet or you know wh- whatever you do on those social media networks. And uh, you know, we'd love to hear uh, feedback on what we're doing, uh, both right and wrong. Corrections are welcome. You know, phrased nicely, of course. And uh, that's about it, right? Right, Rich? Say anything else? I think we got it. I think we got it all there. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Twitter. Make sure you're following on, uh, us on there. And yeah, we'll have some great content coming out for the uh, the remainder of the uh, season as well. But uh, yeah, just excited to get some real actual basketball going. I like preseason ball, but uh, yeah, I really, really like re- regular season ball a lot more right. than I like preseason ball. Yeah, so. you know, yeah, it's a little better. Yeah, so yeah, preseason ball's got its certain limits that you're just kind of like, yeah, because like, so I had I had a buddy that wanted uh, me to go to a Bulls Bucks preseason game, and I was like, sure. hey, I don't really want to go to a. And, right. and so he went, and and I said, oh, is, is Giannis playing? And he's like, yeah, Giannis is playing. Or yeah, I'm like, okay, cool, what's up? And then I get like a message a few minutes later. He's like, ah, never mind, it's his brother. <laughs> so it's uh. like, you know, that's why I don't like preseason basketball because like you go and watch. The other Atsukubo brother play, right? Not, you know, Giannis. So, yeah, right. that, that's kind of a thing. But uh, no, regular season ball is much better. And yeah, I cannot wait to, uh, to start to watching it and then talking about old basketball too, like we always do. So. Yeah, that's like going to see Alec Baldwin getting Stephen Baldwin. You know, <laughs> exactly. A, Nobody right. wants Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, no one wants Stephen Baldwin. So, all right. Anyway, um, thanks everyone for checking us out, and we'll be back again soon. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to, no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0.